today we'll talk about the good, the Twins taking two of three from the Orioles, the bad, the offense is still iffy, and the ugly, which is Minnesota's July schedule. So buckle up, friends. This is Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello again, and welcome back to Locked On Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Warren, and you can follow me on Twitter, though I wouldn't, at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. And we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As a reminder, hang out in the comments section, especially on these live shows, because we can really get some good back and forth going, good banter going, and kind of get some flow to the show. But you can also leave comments on YouTube, five-star reviews on iTunes, wherever else you're listening to the show. Absolutely love those, too. So love to have you interact with the show in some form or fashion, too. If you want a question answered on the show, don't hesitate to ask on Twitter at Brandon underscore Warren at Locked on Twins. DMs are open. And don't forget to check out the Locked on Twins post-game minute as soon as possible after most games. And we'll give you a stat you won't see anywhere else at the end of each of those. Today's show is brought to you by Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by downloading the free Ibotta app. That's I-B-O-T-T-A and using the code MLB. Twins Royals open a series on Monday 7, 10 p.m. Going to be Joe Ryan and Austin Cox. We'll talk about Austin Cox just a little bit because we don't know that much about him, but we'll get to him later in the show. If you want to catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, just search Twins. And we are diving right in. Twins take two of three from the Orioles, but again, as it seems to have been, in most series where the Twins win the series, they end it on a sour note. Uh, combined two runs scored in the final two games of the series after scoring eight in the opener. And, you know, the eight runs coming in the opener after whether you want to call it a heated conversation or a passioned conversation at the end of the Braves series, it kind of felt as though maybe the offense was starting to heat up. And then in the last two games, again, kind of not the case. It wasn't as though either that the Twins faced world-beating starting pitching. In fact, in Saturday's game, Kyle Bradish was way better than I expected. But at the same time, two Twins pushing just one run across on the Joey Gallo homer. And then in the 2-1 loss to Cole Irvin, Irvin struck out one twin over five innings. So feeling like... Well, it was, for a moment, interesting to see if the Twins were making their way back offensively. The last two games kind of uh, turned that narrative on its head. I did like one thing in the Orioles series. And I want to come back to it here. It's from the opener. So, 8-1 win. 
And the twins did, I think, what has been the opposite of happening to them all season long. So on in the uh, in the second inning, Pablo Lopez on Friday night loads the bases, um, walking the number nine batter Anthony Ben Boom, which again, you know, I feel like a lot of the the gripes people have had with Pablo to this point, and again, you know, his ERA is not great, has been he just seems to walk the weirdest hitters in the most inopportune times. And it felt as though, and I think I actually tweeted something to this effect, well, here's the Pablo Lopez inning, you know, where he struggles. Um, but he got Cedric Mullins, leadoff hitter, to fly out to right. And the Twins immediately took advantage. Buxton walk, Kirilov single, Kepler homer. So it goes from a 2-0 game where it felt like Lopez was about ready to give that lead back to a 5-0 game in the span of, I don't know, 10, 12 pitches probably. Uh, no, actually closer to about 15, but either way, twins taking advantage right after doing their job to hold off a rally. Uh, that was really great to see because again, it feels like so many times this season, the twins have played games where they strand the bases loaded and give up three runs in the next inning and that potential run swing can be devastating. And, and that's exactly what you see here, though. It goes from 2-0 with Baltimore threatening to tie or take the lead and one swing by Kepler. It's 5-0 and pretty much twins off to the races, which, again, we haven't seen that much offensively this year. But again, two uh, two runs scored between the last two games. And it's, it's hard not to say, okay, you look at these pitching matchups and it should have been quite a bit better than that. And so... You know, we look at this upcoming uh, schedule for the Twins, and it feels as though even though the pitching matchups should be accommodating for the Twins, uh, Austin Cox, Zach Greinke, and Alec Marsh will be making the three starts for the uh, the Royals. Um, pitching matchups favoring the Twins hasn't necessarily been a disqualifier here in in recent action, so. We'll see. I, I really like the Austin Cox matchup for the Twins because I've kind of dug into some of his minor league numbers. We'll talk about that in a bit, but it was it was certainly frustrating to see the offense not continue the turnaround that we had all kind of expected to have started after that, you know, that um, <clears throat> that meeting, post game meeting after the Atlanta series ended. Uh, strong series though from Byron Buxton has he had four hits, a couple extra base hits. Carlos Correa four hits. Max Kepler four hits in the series, and then three apiece from Royce Lewis, Alex Kirilov, and Kyle Farmer. Um, Royce Lewis going on the injured list though with an oblique. To me, the obliques right now feel like it's a left oblique strain. By the way, so Jose Miranda came up. Um, we have seen a lot of oblique injuries in not only MLB, but I think especially the Twins, and it's starting to feel kind of like that year where Vikings players kept tearing their pecs. It was like, I don't know, probably 2007, 2008, something like that, because I think EJ Henderson tore his. Anyway, I'm hopeful that obliques are not becoming um, a common injury or a rash of common injury in today's game because, and as noted a few different places, they're tricky. You know, Caleb Thielbar had one, tried to come back too soon. 
and it laid him up even further. So hopefully, hopefully Royce Lewis can get healthy with that. And it's not that big of a deal. Um, pitching wise twins solid all series long, only give up three earned runs in 26 innings. The, um, the pitching staff was incredible. 104 ERA is what that comes out to. Um, and really only the Duran blip in the final game where he allowed, um, you know, two runs to score. And, and strangely enough, <laughs> the, the effective reliever was Emilio Pagan after that. Um, just, some, just goes to show that sometimes you can't predict baseball, but um, yeah, other than Duran, the pitching staff was absolutely incredible. And overall, 104 ERA, 073 whip, and just 4.15 hits per nine. So, I mean, just, just an excellent series. But offensively, Twins hit 250 with a 723 OPS. And 10 runs scored in three games, not going to win you too many games. So, taking two of three is about as good as you could expect. Also, too, I want to touch on these Orioles because their, their record is obviously very good. They're five and a half out, 49 and 33. So good, good on the Twins for playing as well as they did against the Orioles. But when I look at this offense, it's not – this team is not as terrifying as it's going to get very, very soon. So you've got, I mean, just absolutely incredible young players, Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman, Jordan Westberg. You've got a few other guys who are close – um, Grayson Rodriguez pitcher, if he can break through DL Hall and then, uh, Kobe Mayo, Cade Povich, who twins fans are aware of this team has prospects up, up and down everything. And then Jackson holiday, again, arguably the best prospect in baseball right now. This Orioles team is already in the process of becoming an exceptionally, exceptionally good team. And so it was good to see the Twins hang with them because that's just not been the case, um, you know, at, at points this season. Although, again, too, some people have said they play to their competition level. So maybe that's exactly it, but hopefully not as the Royals come to town here starting on Monday. So we need to talk about Ibada. And if you are picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue, you know, 4th of July is coming up, you're already doing it. Why don't you just use the Ibotta app and get cash back for it? Um, summertime, you need new wardrobe, same kind of deal. If you're taking a summer vacation and, and want some money back when you're buying snacks on the road and that sort of thing. Exactly. We all could use that, right? Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. $120 on stuff you were going to spend anyway. That could cover almost an entire shopping trip. You could also use your cash back to buy a flight you've been eyeing, go to a game you've been dying to go to, or get that fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points, but they don't amount to much. With Ibotta, it's real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. 
Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners just five or $5 off just for trying Ibotta by using the code MLB when you register. So go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta, that's I-B-O-T-T-A app, and use code MLB, that's Ibotta in the Google Play or App Store with the code MLB. We are into the bullpen. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We'll see if these live shows in the mornings continue too as my schedule loosens up because um, Little Man is starting daycare here in a couple weeks, which will make the show posting a lot more consistent. Thank you all for hanging out, though, and, and hanging on with me because I know that inconsistent posting schedule can make it difficult for listeners. Again, we will be back here either late tonight or early tomorrow Breaking down what we hope is a win. Twins coming back home now again tied in the division, or virtual tie because of the different uh, numbers of games played between the Twins and Guardians. Twins up one in the win column, but down one in the loss column. So Fangraph still giving them a 58.5% chance to win the division, 34-1 for the Guardians, everyone else under 5%. Twins-Royals open a series on Monday, 7-10 p.m. It's going to be Joe Ryan and Austin Cox going for the Royals. Catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with Corey and Danny with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. So we found out a few things over the course of the weekend. In fact, mostly Sunday. Sonny Gray is going to be the only all-star representative for the Twins, at least as things lay right now. Um, notable snub, Joan Duran, who gave up two earned runs in the series finale, is on that list. Emmanuel Classe made the team and then went on to blow a four-run lead against the Cubs late Sunday evening. Guardians managed to win that in extras. But it's a, it's just kind of funny how Duran gets snubbed and Classe uh, makes it, and they both have very significant issues based on how good they are. So just kind of ironic there. And as friend Jacob says in the chat, Duran was robbed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, at the end of the day, it's, there's always going to be guys who, you know, make the all-star game or don't based on different things. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens as guys start dropping out. Ryan Linderholm also saying Joe Ryan, not being an all-stars travesty. Um, very true. And again, Jacob, with another really good, really great comment about um, had a rough outing, but yeah, it, it was it was it was a, a shunning of Duran to be sure. But these things usually have a way of working themselves out. Um, Royce Lewis dealing with that left oblique we mentioned that will sideline him at least through the All Star break. We'll see what uh, what level that is, but it'll give Jose Miranda a chance to get things going again. Not a huge game in the series finale. In fact, he was 0 for 2 and then lifted for a pinch hitter when um, uh, Joey Gallo entered the game. So it'll be curious to see what his usage looks like because it kind of feels like he's going to play third base every day. You know, Kyle Farmer will get in there a little bit as well. But, um, you know, if you want to talk about Miranda, we'll talk about him just ever so briefly because he did he did turn things around a bit in June. So in May, and May is going to include some of his big league numbers, he only had a four, um, 466 OPS 
in May between all levels, 101 plate appearances, 105 plate appearances in June. He hits 287, 798 OPS. He's to a point where he's, you know, you can't really say back, but he was at least productive enough for the um, saints that he could justify coming back. Right. So I think that um, it'll be curious to see how he's used. If he's kind of given that whole platoon treatment where if, um, you know, righty is in middle of the game and, and Joey Gallo is on the bench like he was on Sunday. Is that going to be a continuous thing? Is that something that's going to happen in a lot of games for Miranda? Because um, the other the other difficult part is, you know, he as a right-handed swinger, it's a little different. He's, you know, the, the guys that are being quote-unquote platoon right now are Julian and Kirilov to the dismay of fans, and they're both lefty swingers. So I'll be curious to see how that goes or if that um, becomes a thing. A really good question in the chat from our friend Spencer says, how do you fight the apathy with this team? Their offense is just killing the desire to watch them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm taking this to mean apathy with me watching them and how, not that the offense is apathetic, although it may seem like it, but how do I fight my own apathy watching this team? (laughs) Which, um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, it's my job and I kind of have to, but no, there, there are times though, where it's, just excessively um painful just because it's it's foundational stuff you know 2-0 swings at pitches that are not close 3-1 breaking balls low in the zone if you're christian vasquez you don't swing at those um but again like you also don't walk your way out of a slump you got to hit your way out of a slump and so guys really get eager up there at the plate to to swing and so the nature of the beast hitting wise is that if you want to get out of the slump, you're not going to do it by just standing there. So I get that, but it just, uh, the way the team has kind of all abandoned all that stuff at the same time is just, uh, it's incredible. Jacob also says he is annoyed. Kenley Jansen made it, although there were other multiple Red Sox worthy of making it over him. Yeah. There were some people upset. The Yankees didn't get a bullpen option out there either because their bullpen ERA is uh, I believe the lowest across all MLB so yeah I get that too again at the end of the day it's how much does it matter um, and then the nice thing too is if Duran doesn't make it save those 102 mile an hour fastball bullets for games that matter right I don't know that's just my two cents um, yeah Jacob mentioning too Jeffers swung at three balls on three one yesterday with bases loaded Again, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You look at Jeffers' slash line for the season, and it's very, very good. And I, I, I even am not totally sure how because I don't have a strong recollection of him having all these just great, terrific plate appearances this season. So, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me remembering selectively. But I, if you asked me if Jeffers was having a good offensive season just based on what I've seen on the field, it would be like, eh, no, not particularly. And then, you know, he's got the good on base percentage and all that. So kind of hard to say. Uh, so, yeah, Sonny going to the All-Star game. Royce is hurt, got an oblique. So Jose Miranda back at third base. We'll see how that goes. Let's take a quick second to recap June. We're putting together our first full episode since the Twins finished the month of June. So we're just going to take a quick look at some of the uh, 
statistical outliers from the month before we head down the home stretch get you prepared for the Royals. Leading the Twins in hits in June was Royce Lewis with 28, which is kind of amazing in 23 games played, but a really strong month for Royce. Carlos Correa with a 735 OPS, again, slightly up from before, but nothing to get too excited about. And the OPS leader for the month, Donovan Solano, 842, thanks to a 398 on base percentage. So Correa, Kepler, both with five home runs. Twins, 33 homers in June, a 688 OPS. Again, not great, a 292 on base. The pitching staff, however, in June had a 408 ERA. Twins finished 12 and 15 in the month. Nearly a strikeout per inning, uh, walk rates down. All the numbers for the pitching staff uh, are solid. Again, 408 ERA, 118 whip, 8.81 strikeouts per nine, 2.46 walks per nine, and 1.17 homers per nine. So if the pitching staff can just keep doing their thing and the offense can even turn it up just a half a half a notch, this should be a team that can really um, – really pick things up. So Twins, Royals opening up the series at Target Field on Monday, 7.10 p.m. We're into the 7.10 starts now as we've moved into the summer. Joe Ryan against Austin Cox. And if you don't know much about Austin Cox, we'll talk about him in just a moment. You can catch every pitch of the Twins hometown broadcast with Corey and Danny on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. Now, the ugly... We said the good was the Twins took two or three. The bad was that they still didn't hit. The ugly is their upcoming schedule. So if you're not familiar with Tankathon, tankathon.com, um, you can get the remaining strength of schedule for every league. You know, I, did, I use it for NBA, sometimes for work stuff. But the easiest remaining strength of schedule is your Minnesota Twins with a combined winning percentage remaining of 469. The White Sox are next up at 471. Tigers 472. And then the Royals are 26th at 488. And the Guardians somehow are 11th at 0.505. So the Guardians still have three with the Braves, six with the Rays, four with the O's, six with the Rangers, three with the Dodgers, and three with the Astros. So things definitely tougher down the stretch. And if we look at the Twins, just the rest of July, the rest of July, they have 22 games left. They're 42 and 43 right now. I want to I run down these series because the, the rest of July is not going to be very difficult. So Twins home with the Royals for three and the Orioles for three. Orioles obviously tough. Uh, and then they'll take us, take us into the break. Out of the break, they go A's, Mariners, White Sox at home, Mariners at home, Royals on the road, and then to the deadline at Cardinals. So the only team with a winning record the rest of July are these three games against the Orioles at home. So six games left to the All-Star break, 22 to the deadline, the Twins control their own destiny to the deadline. If they get to the deadline and are still scuffling, they will have no one to blame but themselves. Our friend Jacob says he predicts 15-9 and nine for July, 
and is very optimistic. Uh, I like that prediction, though, honestly, because they need to turn it on. And again, as we've seen, this team seems to play down to the level of competition at times. And so hopefully that will no longer be the case the rest of July, because with 22 games between now and the deadline, it would really be helpful if the Twins could win even, you know, 14 and 8, 16 and 6. You know, every good team has one of those series in them a year where they really got to rip off enough wins to get some separation in the uh, standings. What is an Austin Cox? (laughs) So um, I actually was familiarizing myself with Kansas City's starter for Monday. Lefty, 26 years old. He was a fifth-round pick in the 2018 draft. Has only been in the big leagues this year for 16 innings. So 15 strikeouts, eight walks, a homer allowed. The numbers look decent. 2-2-5 ERA, walks too many guys. But again, all in small samples. So not like it's a huge thing. But his minor league numbers this year just jump off the page and not in a good way. He made 10 appearances, eight starts at AAA. He struck out 7.65 per nine, walked 4.25, which is already high. And gave up 2.34 homers per nine innings. So 11 homers in 42 and a third innings. Not many strikeouts. Not many grounders. Um, no, no, not many grounders in the major leagues. The minors, he kind of mix and match. But this is the exact guy the Twins should be salivating over facing. It's going to be another split lineup where Donnie Solani leads off and then gets lifted it for a pinch hitter in the fourth inning after they beat up this this guy um but with that said this is um this is a matchup the twins have to take advantage of i don't believe that much in individual games and that sort of thing but um this is a youngster who is on his first time around the block he doesn't throw a lot of heat um slider cutter sorry slider curve change um very basic four pitch mix um, so I'm, I'm hopeful the twins can actually finally do as they're supposed to against and, um, is, um, yeah, he's, he's just the kind of guy they gotta, they gotta beat. Our friend Jacob says not to sound like a cynic, but is an op. Not sure. I understand Jacob. I was a little confused by what you were saying, but, um, yeah, so twins, Controlled their destiny to the deadline. 22 games left. Um, Yeah, Jacob says Cox will probably go seven innings, 10 strikeouts because they've struggled against bad pitchers. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, For our old friend update, we're going to get out of here a little early because I've been keeping you guys so late of late. Josh Donaldson pitched on Saturday. So if you missed this, you should go back and watch. He pitched the eighth inning in St. Louis. Yankees were down 11 to one to the Cardinals at that point. They scored a few in the ninth, but lost 11 to four. But that might be the highlight of the year for Donaldson. Touching 86 with Velo, did not give up a run. But through 26 games this season, he's hitting 136 with a 191 on base and a 444 slugging percentage. And if that gap between offense and slugging percentage, or sorry, batting average and slugging percentage seems large. That's because nine of his 11 hits this season have gone for extra bases. Eight home runs and a double. We'll see how much longer the Josh Donaldson era is going to be around with the Yankees, but at least he'll be able to say he pitched and touched 86 impressively 
With that said, that is a wrap. Thanks for following along on on YouTube, on uh, any podcast platform you listen on. Also on Twitter at Locked On Twins at Brandon underscore Warren. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Check back, and hopefully, we will be talking tomorrow about a win over the Royals. Subscribe, like, hit that like button, that subscribe button on YouTube. Give us five star review on whatever platform you're listening. Those reviews are very helpful. They keep us on the charts and show people that we are a Twins show that people should listen to. So um, hopefully we can prove that. But again, this is Brandon Warren signing off saying thank you so much and don't forget to stop by tomorrow. Happy 4th of July, everyone. We'll see you soon.